Welcome to today's podcast, Transforming Virtual Care in Patient Rooms and Critical Care Environments with Predictive Analytics, Machine Learning, and Computer Vision, sponsored by Intel. I'm with Chris Goff, General Manager, Health and Life Sciences at Intel. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Patty. Happy to be here. Let's uh, talk about how virtual care is transforming patient rooms and critical care environments, as well as explore the benefits of these advancements. So let's start off with a definition of what is a smart hospital? Well, a smart hospital, in our view, is one that uses data more intelligently to become less reactive and more proactive and predictive, moving from like retrospective, you know, what happened hours ago or, or yesterday to what's happening in real time. So using streaming, streaming data, analyzing that data, um, using the data to predict what's going to happen next and, and react accordingly, and really connecting connecting, using technology uh, and processes to connect people, systems, applications, data devices, and having more seamless workflows and and, uh, better data access. So what is one aspect of the smart hospital that you'd like to, you know, really dive into today? If it's okay, there's a couple actually. One would be virtual ICUs and also uh, patient observation. I think those are a couple areas that that we've seen really uh, get get deployed to, to good effect in the last several years. So what technologies are being utilized to transform virtual care in patient rooms and ICUs? Well, one of the things that we, we saw during, um, during the pandemic was an increased focus on patient and caregiver safety. You know, obviously you want to make sure that a potentially infected patient is not going to get other patients or, or caregivers sick. So there was a um, renewed there was a there was a desire to to create a physical distance um, between uh, the patients and the caregivers, and you know unless absolutely necessary, there's there's a lot of challenges to getting um, the the gowns and and ready to, to go face to face. So where possible, if you can deliver that care uh, virtually or at least a, a good portion of it, you can you can save time, you can promote that uh, patient caregiver safety. So we saw um, virtual. ICUs, uh, which existed before, but but have grown since then, taking off. So this is being able to remotely monitor the patients um, from a different area of the hospital, or perhaps even a different building, to see where interventions are needed. And then also, um, I mentioned patient observation. One one um, use case or or one solution that had that has been deployed previously uh, to the pandemic was um, using the use of video to help reduce fall falls in the hospital. So, um, you know, if you have a fall risk patient, you've got a video camera monitoring them, and you've got someone monitoring those video streams to, to see if they're trying to get up to, to make sure they have the assistance they need to, to reduce, reduce falls. So we saw this technology repurposed to, uh, to enable a broader suite of patient observation use cases. So for example, using using video to, and audio to, to create um, just just a video conference connection between the patient and the and the caregiver, even even using video to observe the the data on the on the different devices, the telemetry in the patient room. So um, and, and the and you know anyway so so we saw that we saw those get deployed and now you know the, the other benefits that come with them around uh, improving efficiency and being able to monitor more than, you know, many patients with one clinician have caused them to stick. You know, so, it's, so it's kind of, they, they came in for one reason and they're staying, you know, maybe for another. Yeah. And just really quickly, you know, when you talk about virtualization and patient observation, that is interesting because you think about that being used for telehealth, but, you know, the importance of it in the hospital setting 
you know, for that safety reason. So, you know, it's interesting to point out that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We, you know, whether you call it inpatient telehealth or virtual care, um, you know, these technologies, you know, when people think about telehealth, think about, you know, pandemic, it's the Zoom meeting between the doctor and the patient. They don't have to come in and, and have that face-to-face visit. But to your point, um, you know, a lot of in, inpatient or in-hospital applications as well. Yeah, that's really important. Um, so, you know, when can end users expect these technologies, you know, to become more mainstream? Uh, now, um, they're, you know, they, they are um, being deployed as we speak. You know, we, we like many companies, Intel, Intel had a, um, a big uh, program during during the pandemic to help use Intel technology to 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 uh, do our part as a as a global um, company. Um, we we had a, we had and still have a program with one of our partners called Medical Informatics Corporation that is a, a leader in the virtual ICU technology where we um, want we our objective was to deploy this to 100 hospitals to help um, promote that patient caregiver safety. There's other players out there. You know these technologies are available today. There's there's many uh, patient observation um, solutions out there. So. Uh, those, those have been available for some time. You know, like I mentioned, there some of them are, are focused on fall prevention, so they're expanding their, their set of use cases. What's, what's new, I would say, or, or emerging with those, with those solutions is, to a greater extent, integrating um, predictive analytics or artificial intelligence. So instead of, instead of um, you know, a, a person manually monitoring eight video streams, the, the person is still there, but they're being assisted with, with AI uh, capabilities, computer vision to um, to let them know when the patient's about to wake up, when they're about to try and try and get out of bed, um, you know, when a patient being monitored by a virtual by a virtual ICU solution is at risk of a, a heart attack, so that the um, the staff can intervene. So that that is emerging now, and and we expect it to grow over time. That sort of making those solutions more intelligent. So you mentioned some of these, you know, use cases. Um, are there other areas, you know, where are we seeing these solutions being deployed? Uh, yeah, I think um, I mentioned the ICU. Uh, in the case of patient observation, it's really the patient room. Um, a, a lot of uh, companies are now looking at how they can repurpose these for the patient's home. So there's there's hospital at home that's that's emerging. Um, your desire to shift more of the acute services into the home because that, studies have shown that reduces readmissions, that improves patient uh, satisfaction. Um, so if you can do it in the ICU, if you can do it in the patient room, you know, how can we do it in the home to, um, to enable more distributed care and, and, and those benefits I just mentioned. Okay. So, um, you know, why are we seeing these transformations? You know, what's driving this? Well, as I mentioned, the pandemic was, was maybe the forcing function for some of these things, um, pay, you know, promoting or you know, the growing need or increased need for patient caregiver safety and, and promoting that. But um, really, I think it, you could look at the supply and demand challenge we have in healthcare, where you know some studies show there's an expected shortage of caregivers, like 15 million caregiver shortage by the year 2030 globally. You know, people are getting sicker. You know, one in three adults globally has multiple chronic conditions, so it's sort of more demand. You know, supply is not the supply of healthcare. You know, people and experts and and um, resources is not increasing to accommodate the demand. So, how can you use uh, tech. How can you use virtual care? How you know? Think of the command center where a where a clinician is monitoring 50 patients at once and is notified 
you know, which ones are at risk of decline and need an intervention. Um, so that sort of risk stratification across a population, that's the role um, technology can play, you know, longer term to help address that supply and demand challenge. Um, and who is going to be impacted by these transformations? I'm sure, I'm sure it's across the board. Everyone, <laughs> clinicians, patients, um, you know, hospitals, but basically everyone, everyone in the value chain, I, I would say is, is impacted. Um, you know, I think, and it's not, I want, although Intel's role is, you know, the tech technology tech innovation in, in part, in partnership with our, our partner ecosystem, um, you know, there's, there's definitely workflow changes that will need to happen as well. You know, so if, uh, you know, how, how will a hospital need to change um, when they're notified before something happens and, and, and want to intervene to prevent that from happening? It's different than, you know, responding to an alarm, right? So, so it's impact across the board. So, you know, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, virtualization uh, in the patient room in critical care environments, but uh, can you talk a, dive a little bit uh, deeper into how virtual care is transforming patient rooms in critical care environments? Uh, yeah, well, one one example is um, a healthcare organization Intel worked with, Banner Health, in the, in the southwest of the U.S. They they um, you know wanted to enable remote observation of their of their patients. So they so in the patient room they have typically there's a TV or some kind of entertainment uh, system. So they um, worked with you know, Intel worked with them to basically attach a small form factor PC behind every every one of these. TVs, you know, connected to um, uh, microphone and, and video, um, uh, use their integrate with their existing telehealth vendor, and they have chain. They have now across twenty hospitals and over a thousand patient rooms have two way audio video communication and remote uh, observation capability across their uh, across their you know all their across their entire system. So um, you know now. Uh, a, a doctor can communicate with that patient, whether, whether they're on site, whether they're remote, maybe it's uh, an expert that isn't in, in the building that needs to um, communicate with that patient or see and talk to that patient. So it really uh, enables virtual care teams to come together and, um, you know, tap into what's happening in that in the patient room or the ICU, wherever they may be. Um, you know, China is another place where we're seeing um, telehealth Te uh, capabilities deployed. You know, it's been the case for many years, where where they're trying to connect the the, ho the hospitals in the big cities where the experts are, and deliver their expertise, their care, uh, out into the more remote or rural um, uh, areas or or less capable hospitals, so that you don't have sort of the multi-day journey from from where you live to you know one of these uh, you know top hospitals. So it's really um, being able to uh, being able to share or use clinical expertise across a much broader um, area or or geographic region, um, you know, that's I think one additional uh, benefit of, of telehealth, whether it's inpatient or outpatient telehealth. Uh, so, um, you know, Chris, where can listeners find more information? Uh, if you would like to learn more about this, you can come to intel.com/healthcare. Um, or uh, we also have a, a Twitter channel at, at Intel Health on Twitter. I think um, if you want to learn more about this and what we're doing as a company to, to, to work with the healthcare um, industry, please um, come to one or both of those channels. Great. And before we go, I just kind of want to synthesize some of the things that you said, you know, for, for our listeners. Um, 
you know, using data intelligently, you know, being more proactive, you know, with that data, having this command central, the central location, you know, where you can, you can, you know, really see what's going on in the healthcare organization. Um, but also, you know, we talked a lot about um, digital transformation. Uh, we hear that a lot in healthcare and in the healthcare industry, um, but really thinking about how can you innovate with technology because we had to pivot a lot with COVID. Um, and, you know, now we're using the technology in ways that we never thought, you know, we would use them or they're finding, you know, new uses. And it's kind of really thinking out of the box. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I, I, I think you you nailed it. Um, yeah, we, we, we introduced a lot of new capabilities and technology during the, during the pandemic. Um, you know, that has enabled new use cases and new benefits. Maybe we didn't realize it at the time. So let's, let's work together to, to build from where we are and, um, and take it forward. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and insight, Chris.